When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review or read on the show. If you're on Spotify, you know what to do. Hit the follow button. Half Hope, where can people get you? You can either find me on the streets or halfhopefootballhot.com. And my name isn't Kanye West, thankfully. You wouldn't be able to be found anywhere, uh, yeah. like, except except weird news shows. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's not shout yeah, out yeah. to to Norman sold himself out. Mm? Link is in the description for halfoffootballhut.com. Shout out to Carl; he's doing whatever he's doing. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I've said for years, I don't care about the Ballon d'Or. I think individual awards are silly. I've always thought the idea that you have them at the end of the season is a bit stupid. They've changed it though. I know. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Um, they, they, they did remix the format. So maybe my sentiment was held up that it's more smart to have it at the end of the season. So I can respect it a little bit more. Um, I get that it's a gold ball and you put gold on anything and people tend to care a little bit more about it. But ultimately, I don't care who wins the Ballon d'Or. That said, this one is special for me <laughs> because I like Kareem Benzema, the guy. So this is a, it's, it's, I, I don't need the Ballon d'Or to validate or to justify what I know I've seen on the pitch and just how he carries himself in general. But it is cool that it's something that he obviously really wanted just because I don't care about it doesn't mean he doesn't. So the fact that he was able to be presented by Zidane and, the season that he had and all of these different types of things that you link it together, all lost there, just uh, Florentino there. Like you, you, you could tell it meant something special to him. So because I care about, or not care about him, but because I, I have an affinity towards him and his game, um, seeing him rewarded with something that he obviously wanted was nice. That's where I'm at with it. We can get into the Tupac suit. In a second. <laughs> okay. No, no, look, see, I'm similar to, to what you're saying. Mm. But I use the example of the Oscars. Awards are given, they're not ends. You don't, no one ends an, an, an award. It's given. <laughs> so when something is given specifically by man, it can be very easily um, influenced. And you, you would never know whether it's actually fully genuine. So in the Oscars... I then realized, oh, yeah, no, this is actually all about politics. And they just give their words to certain people if it fits a certain agenda or if they grease their elbows or give them enough money under the table. So I was like, okay, this doesn't mean anything. But if a black person wins, I'm going to watch the acceptance speech. I ain't watching Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio's acceptance speech. I'm like, why? Like, why am I watching your acceptance speech? But, like, when um, Ruth Carter one for costume design for Black Panther, and then this other lady, one for production design. I watched it because I was like, this means something for them, and they're black. You know, black women means something for them. So yeah, I'm happy for for, for them and so forth. Or if it's an actor I like, like a Gary Oldman or a Joaquin Phoenix, I'll watch 
for the Ballon d'Or thing, I'm like, I don't care whether Messi Ronaldo wins their fifth, sixth. <laughs> Why am I watching Messi Ronaldo's acceptance speech for their fifth or their sixth Ballon d'Or? Why? For what reason? But for Modric, I was happy for him. And for Benzema, a guy who had an absolutely amazing season, I was like, oh no, I'm super happy for the, for the, for, for the guy. Like, you know, he invited his mom and his son on the stage. I think his dad as well. And consider, oh no, he really went something for him. Because my thing is, it's really all about your league title, the Champions League, the World Cup, and your continental trophy. Those are really the real trophies. But it is nice to be like, wow, like, I this is a reward for what I've done as an individual. And people are sort of acknowledging what I've done as an individual. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's actually pretty cool. So from there, I'm like, look, man, you're happy for him. And fully deserved. And I think we're now seeing this fully now end the whole Messi-Ronaldo dominance you know so which mm. which for me i said i, I never put in, in, into that crap to the award justice itself. for ribery and snyder that is an interesting idea of ribery snyder those guys because there's always a debate about who should have won it should messi have won it should ronaldo have won it in 2010 it should have gone here in 20 whatever it should have gone there this is one where I think it's generally unanimous that there is really no debate. The only debate you might get is from Manchester City fans who want to see Kevin De Bruyne recognized for the season that he had. And fair enough, fans are going to be fans. But even still, if you're a legit football fan, there are there's there's a there's a Champions League tie that we can reference <laughs> where Benzema was by far the most influential player. So even that one, you can you can you can shoot it down quite easily. There is no debate for anybody else in 2022. Maybe you could argue in 2020, Lewandowski was clear, but because French football did what French football did, there was no Ballon d'Or in 2020. I'm sure some of the Messi seasons and some of the Ronaldo seasons, you couldn't debate them. But this one is by far the most unanimous one I can think of. Nobody should really be debating Benzema winning. Well, by, they, by far, by far. That they tried to make it suspenseful, I thought was kind of cute. <laughs> it's like, bro, like Zidane's presenting it. There's no question. And I mean, they already knew because like three seconds later, they already had the picture of the magazine with him getting into the car with the with the Ballon d'Or. No, so, but, but, I mean, but, sorry, but, sorry, but do you know what actually hates though? Mm. There have been times when it's been sort of close-ish between Messi and Ronaldo. But unlike the Oscars, where Oscars, you really have no idea. The leaks. For some reason, it's always leaks way ahead. Almost every single Ballon d'Or, you've known who was going to win. Like, at least hours before the, the event. And I'm like, don't you still want the sus- suspense of like, well, we don't know who's going to win. I, I couldn't tell if Zidane was suspenseful or just happy, nervous. No, 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 no. Come on, everyone knew. Everyone yeah, knew. I, I think he was just trying to, he was just, let me make sure I don't ruin the moment for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, a good one. Knew. So, um... Benzema is he's an interesting player to me because as 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 you referenced the Messi Ronaldo and kind of the monotony of it, their brands, you know, Nike, Adidas, Pepsi, Messi and Ronaldo almost don't feel real as real people. You know, they they're just they're avatars for people to project whatever feelings of insecurity or if you want to tap into their greatness, you can kind of access it. And they aren't personalities in, in some way. R- R- Ronaldo's obviously a little bit arrogant. Messi's more of a mystery. But even still, there are people who who feel connected to them, even though there's really no connection to be had. And that's that's totally due to marketing and 
just how Nike and Adidas and, and, and other media conglomerates like Puma, that's what they do. They strip people of their personality so that you can br- project something onto them. It happens with Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. They're just great. And then you can tap into their greatness. For somebody like Benzema, you can't really do that. Benzema isn't a blank slate or a blank canvas where you can project some yourself onto him and tap into him. There has to be a connection in some way, whether it's you're French, you're from the suburbs of Lyon, Marseille, Paris, whether you're North African, Algerian, Moroccan, maybe not Egyptian, but you know, North African in that way. Whether you just have a connection with the hip hop thing that he does, like that's where I jump in it, where you know he's doing drip videos with Tupac and you know, like all <laughs> you know, he's in cars, he's in Miami doing workouts, like that energy and that personality, it's very hard for some person that 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 can't relate to it to be like, that's my guy. You can do that with Messi and Ronaldo because it's intentionally built that way from, from the outside looking in. So Benzema is a very specific person to win the award. Like when, when, when he was getting on stage, like there were people in the crowd, like you could tell, like those are North, North African people from Algeria or, or, or from the hood that he's from. If you watch the documentary, that they're there to support their guy. Like, I don't know, Messi and Ronaldo, they don't feel like they have the hood in that way. Um, <laughs> because they don't, and they intentionally don't. Um, so you're saying the streets don't love Messi and Ronaldo? They, they do, but for different reasons. It's because the, of their greatness, not because of who they are. Hmm. Benzema, you get a piece of, this is a real person. He's not uh, a brand-made thing. Hmm. He's a real person who just so happens to be really, really great at football. With Messi and Ronaldo, they 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 don't feel like real people. They feel like like aliens or just well, no, I, I think people, no, it's, but it's, that's branding. No, no, but, but see, I think I really do believe, which is my I know answer the Ballon d'Or. The powers that be wanted it to be his way. If we can find a way of these two guys always winning this award, it is great for the eyeballs. And the interest in this award. And it goes to your points of like how Matt Ronaldo, the not real people, they are things, they are, fig- they are figureheads. And if we, if we can get these like demigods and deities to keep on winning this award, it actually amplifies this award. So Benzema winning, this is an actual real person that you can actually connect more to, to do with. So so if I'm like if I'm a PR guy for the Ballon, I'm like, damn it, man, why couldn't Messi Ronaldo have had a great season last season, man? Because it works for the kind of glitz, glamour, big time of what the Ballon d'Or is about. So the and the and the award for the past decade, it became a thing of we are awarding the deities. Missy, choose your deity, you know. So choose your god, you know. I do you do you worship Ronaldo? Do you worship Messi? And we had to. Um, award either one of these gods and so forth. Because my thing though looks so Benzema wins, and what's one of the the, the top trends? Messi and, and, and Ronaldo. And guys debating that, oh no, no, both of them should have had six each and so forth. It's like, so wait, so Benzema has won. Where the hell do these two come into it? <laughs> you know, Messi wasn't even on the list. So that's why it's like, it is so refreshing because it's sort of, oh, we're now back to norm- normality now where it's, oh, the best player who is just the best player and isn't this kind of demigod with their legions of rabbit followers <laughs> isn't part of Because again, it's like, for me, I'm like, with Messi Ronaldo, it's almost like 
I almost wish that what would social media have been like with real Ronaldo? Or what if we had social media with Maradona or during Pele's time? How would it mm. have, have been? But the, but the difference though is, it's their consistency. The game has now become much more about stats and about how many goals you score and so forth. And they've been doing it for so long. People can now buy into the ability to worship these two guys and demigods. Because I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I saw someone put out a tweet. It's like, you know, we had the likes of Best Ronaldo and everything. And how do we go from that to like a Benzema and so forth? So even people are still wanting to do like the, 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 the comparison and so forth. I'm like, man, you know. Just, just quickly, I, I do want to clarify one thing though. It's not that Messi and Ronaldo don't have actual personalities. You can see it bleed out in, in how they live, how they play. Messi is quite arrogant, even though that's not the representation. Mm. When he plays, you can see it. It's it's how they're represented by their PR companies. If you watch the Neymar documentary, for instance, like the guy has a whole PR camp, like he has a whole yeah, yeah, region of his lawyers dad, yeah. and assistants, like everything is manufactured in that way. I don't think Benzema has like that thing behind him. I just think he's just out here doing drip videos and playing football. Like, yeah, I, and, 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 and also, and also, no, Mbappe is also in that getting into that kind of. Yeah, area as well. So, but see this, and 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 this is where I was going to tap into to, to the point you made about Messi and Ronaldo. It's better when there's competition. It's better when you have one or the other. So if you if if you say, I wonder what Pele or Maradona or R nine would have looked like, who would have been their other? So who would they have matched Pele against? Who would they have put Maradona against? Who would they have put R nine against? Who who would be Messi versus Ronaldo? Like who who would have been their guy? When you say Mbappe, they're trying to make Mbappe Haaland the next versus, and those two are going to be the guys, and maybe Vinny will be like a, a close third. You, but, 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 but that's you, also stupid. You can see it in, in in like the in the NFL. I don't know if people watch, but like Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen, and then like mm. Lamar Jackson is like back there as the third place. That's something that they're going to do. It's the magic in the bird. It's the no, no, no. But but but, but, but this, on, ahead, yeah. on, on that point though. It just shows, and I think I sort of made this point like some, some time, time ago, is that Messi and Ronaldo is just something unique and of its time and will most likely never be replicated again in our lifetime. And I think people will be desperate to repeat this, but they'll just not know it can't be repeated. So you now want it to be Mbappe and Haaland. Mbappe will never score as many goals as Haaland. Haaland will never be as good of a footballer as Mbappe. So it but can never going to make a rivalry, HH. Here's the thing, though. The truth will always be the truth. You can try. But once people realize that, oh, yeah, this guy scores loads of goals. Oh, this guy is actually a lot more exciting to watch and is actually doing a lot more elaborate things as well as scoring goals as well. So it is the, the, the same. And the Messi-Ronaldo thing was, no, these guys are scoring a lot of goals. But the difference was, and here's, and here's the thing, let's go even deeper. Mm. The Messi-Ronaldo rivalry, it was always a farce. Yes, they were competing with how many goals they, they they scored, but Messi is giving you goals and dribbling and passing and creating and playmaking and facilitating. Cristiano is just goals. So if you knew footballers that yeah, Messi is obviously clearly the better footballer, and football is more than just goals. Because if football was 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 just about goals, who cares about freaking Dino or Zidane or Figo or Maradona? <laughs> you know. So my thing though is, of course, Messi was always the the, the better player, but because 
you can easily latch onto the goals thing and it's a very easy metric because the eye test is very complicated and it's a lot more detailed. <laughs> goals is just very simple. Hey, he scored more, he scored more, he scored three, he scored two, he scored five, he scored four. And that's very easy to now compare. So they just latched onto the whole goals thing. I was like, ah, these guys are comparing. And they were doing it for such a long period of time. You can't do that with Mbappe and Haaland because Mbappe will never score as many goals as Haaland. Haaland is going to break loads of records. So, that comparison can't be there because Haaland will always have a high number of goals. But anybody with any sense will never say that Haaland is a better football player than Mbappe. <laughs> and also, yeah, one guy is there purely, purely to score goals. Another guy is, it's goals, it's working with other guys. And also he prefers to play wide on the left. So he's actually um, playing deeper in the midfield as well. So he's not really at, at the end of, of, of stuff and everything. And he's the whole thing of Mbappe apparently wanted to leave PH is because he wants to play wide left. He doesn't want to be a striker. <laughs> so one guy clearly says, I'm not a striker. I want to play wide left. Another guy is, I'm just here to be a striker. Have hope. You're talking about what's real. This isn't real. It goes back to my whole point. Like the Ballon d'Or and these kinds of individual things. No, but I'm saying that even if they try, people will find that you can't do it with the Messi Ronaldo because with the Messi Ronaldo, you could at least latch onto the fact of they are both scoring a high number of goals. There is no middle ground between Haaland and Mbappe. There's no middle ground. What is the middle ground? The middle ground between Messi and Ronaldo was the, the, was the, the, the goals. That was the middle ground. So who's, who's going to score more? Haaland and Mbappe. Okay, let's still say Haaland's always going to score more and more goals. End of discussion. <laughs> now what? <laughs> But it's 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 going to be goals plus style of play plus just an avalanche or versus just an avalanche of goals on one side. That's that's what the debate is going to be. But it doesn't matter what how they argue it. The point is they're going to try to make it a rivalry. However they do it, whether it's going to be through goals, whether it's style of play, whether it's trophies won, whether it's what league they play in, what whatever the case is. They're going to try to make a rivalry because that's going to drum up the same kind of fervor and two sides entrenched. And we're going to go and we're going to have battle and it's going to build both of our brands up. Like that's that's what it's going to do. Um, I don't who's Hallen signed to? Is he Adidas, Nike, Puma, whoever it is? That's what they're going to do because that's what they do. That's what these media companies do. It was obvious that Messi was the better footballer than Ronaldo, but or Cristiano, but the debate is still there. Let me ask you this then. Let me put you on the hot seat. All right. If Liverpool win the Champions League, manage scores in the UCL final, do they give him the Ballon d'Or? Probably. They would have beat Real Madrid in the final if he scores, mm. depending on the scoreline, 2-1, 1-0. Maybe you could argue he has the winning goal. And then AFCON. And if you don't reward... The guy that won AFCON, like, what are you saying about yourself, at least in terms of African football? And it's France football. So there is maybe some allegiance to Senegal in that way, that it would look good for them. Hmm. So, yeah, I think I, I think that would have been enough, especially because he was second. But that's an alternate reality that doesn't exist because they didn't win the final. And Benzema, although he didn't score, he was still good. And the run speaks for itself in in Chelsea. Oh no 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 no! Like, like, like he was one of spots. Yes, you have to give it to him. But did you know what pisses me off? Let's talk about the Belgian Drake. The what? The Belgian Drake. You, uh, you the industry me. plant. Yes. yes. Um, what about it or him? 
how do you have the Brenner over Courtois? How was Man City the better best team of the year? Look again. It's, I, it's, it's I, it's you can't no, take I mean, this no shit sense. seriously again. Benzema winning, I'm happy because it meant something to him. You know, he wants this because mm. of whatever it means for him on an individual level, family level, personal level. For me, the whole award show is nonsense. Mm. Darwin Nunez was on the list of players for that. So Messi's not on the list, but Darwin is because he scored goals in Benfica. That's wild. Man. Like I, I'm all I I don't agree with this. I'm just here because Benzema is wearing Tupac suit. That's why I'm here. He had the collar. He the only thing he didn't have was the chain and the watch. Yeah. He, got, he found the glasses. Like that's why I'm here. I'm here because Benzema rocks with Pac. That's why I'm here. And and drug but obviously. But <laughs> no, no, everything but, but, else but, I don't care about. Benzema does it. <laughs> what if Benzema went full Griezmann? And as an addition to to to, 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 to pack, he basically did he basically like painted his, his face and so forth. Like, hey, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He's 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 married to a black woman as well. So 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 shout out to Benzema, man. I, I was like, that's his kid. His kid looks kind of like not not like me, but I'm like, yo, he's he's one of us. Oh. <laughs> like I was like, damn, like he called his son on stage. I was like, yo, his son, yo, like his son's gonna have a different life than him in that way. That's why we're here for Benzema. We're not. I'm not here for. The, the list of players, why is Courtois over De Bruyne? Because, or, 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 or sorry, why is De Bruyne ahead of Courtois? I don't know. They had Nunes on the list. People take this shit way too seriously. Yeah, no, no, and I, I think because that was the first tweet I saw when I woke up. When I saw <laughs> Darwin Nunes, number 25, I was like, okay, I'm done. It's foolishness. But 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 the, the, the good thing is they got it right in terms of who won. Who won the rest yeah, of no. the 24, I don't yeah, care about. No, it, no, for me, look, it's, again, it's one of those things of like, it doesn't... That's why I started the conversation by saying that awards are given, they're not earned. Exactly. You look, 2014, if the powers that be had the power, they would have given that World Cup to Argentina and Messi would score the World Cup winning goal. But Germany were like, I'm sorry, I know that is the script, but we're actually not going to go to the the script. And if you ask Lam, what what do you pride more? Winning a Ballon d'Or or winning a World Cup winner's medal? I think it's will say a World Cup winner's medal, you know, because it's like, bro, this wasn't given to me. This was an end by me. I just watched. Wait, have you seen The Godfather? First one. Yes. I haven't seen two and three, but I've seen the first one. Oh, my one. God. You have to see You have to see them. You have to see them. Um, People say Agri, the greatest acting performance of all time is Ballon Brando as Don Corleone. Mm-hmm. So the greatest acting performance ever and the guy who won didn't even go up to receive his award. You know, instead oh, yeah, he yeah. sent someone um, to represent the American Indian to talk about how um, they've been exploited by America and so forth. But it doesn't matter him getting an award. All that matters is that I'm sure everybody that saw him was like, "Bro, that what you did was crazy," and mm-hmm. that means more than um, f- just being given that that, that award. So these things, Balando and so forth. It doesn't matter. What matters is what starts on November 2020th, where my career is on the line. That's what matters. I've, you know, I've always... Messi has seven Ballon d'Ors? I think so. If you got him and you asked him, private moment, would you trade all seven for... Yes! Another chance at 2014. Not even for to win. 
but for another chance in that final against Germany, would you do it? I guarantee you he says yes. Of course, of course he would. <laughs> because because the team and what winning a World Cup means both to him and to the country of Argentina is something completely different than individual awards. And like, his family. I, now, if I ask Ronaldo, I'm not sure what he would say. <laughs> because would, would, would you trade those five for a chance to win? I think he would appreciate the individual awards <laughs> in that way. But Messi in particular, he, he would give but wait, No, no, that's actually a great question, man. Because I'm like, if you asked Cristiano, would you trade your Ballon d'Ors for a chance at a World Cup final with Portugal? He probably like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, but Messi, I, I feel like at would least he would, he would. six. He would, he would trade six. He would like, can I keep one? I'm like, okay. But you got to trade six of yeah, them. Yeah, for me, it's, it's, oh yeah, keep all, yeah. Okay, let me, let me at least just, just, just keep one, just for the mantle base. Oh, take these other ones and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to play, to basically bet, play poker. Well, yeah, put those six away. They're, they're, they're gone regardless. Give me another chance, mm-hmm. chance at, at the final. Okay. Cristiano, he'd be like, nah. <laughs> last, last, last thing on this, on this side of the break. You had Benzema, and this is a more of a personal attack. You oh, had Benzema in the Brick Academy, bro. People are pulling back at the receipts. They're going know, back to okay, Do you know what's so funny about, about people? Bro, you defend yourself. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have to defend myself because I fully defend those tweets. Every and every last word and syllable of those tweets. Do you know what's funny mumu, about the internet? Olodo, a, a, a decadent mumu. <laughs> wait, wait. Let me, let, let me tell you something about, about, about that with the internet. That is my favorite <laughs> video of yours, by the way. When you just <laughs> okay. went in Oh, no, no, okay. oh, wait, wait, hold on. Let, let, let me explain myself. So let's you go to search tweets. Women are searched by um, Twitter name. Click. Ooh. In 1703, Mr. XX said women are lesser than women are trash. They belong in the kitchen. And he said this in 1703. Oh, look at what she did. I'm like, that was years ago. People brought us tweets that I said about Putin in 2018. Being sarcastic about, man, you know, Peter is my guy. Peter is my guy. Just as a sarcastic thing because of just how scary he looks. In 2018, okay, bring that to say what? Because I knew he would invade Ukraine in 2022 or something. So so what's the thing? So my thing is, with the whole Benzema thing, it's funny, it's hilarious, but I defend it. And that's what makes the story amazing. And this is why this is the greatest Brick Academy story. It is, it's a, Benzema is the Brick Academy's greatest success story ever. This guy founded the scholarship wing and went from being a scholar to freaking winning the Ballon d'Or. That's a great success story. <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's, if that's not a great advert for the Brick Academy, I don't know what is. Oh, Tapiwa said, I forget the player, but there was some young player that you were going at and he was like, there should be an age limit. <laughs> because you could look at Vinny and say, a young player has time to improve. So this is my suggestion. The Brick Academy needs like a preschool or like a <laughs> kindergarten. That way you, you can put like, if you're under the age of 23, you don't go into the full Brick Academy. You go in like the preschool oh or the Brick Academy light or something. Bro, that, do, you, do you know that was strapped for, for cash? Once wants us to open a freaking <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> was strapped for cash, bro. Like, <laughs> do, you know, do, do you know how much it takes to uphold that PSG wing, man, and so forth? Man, come on, man. I'm just saying, like, it's almost unfair. It's like a... Uh, uh, a 20-year-old should be in there with, like, the big kids. It's almost not fair. So I'm like, you need, like, a preschool of some kind. That way you can hold the, the under-21s. Under no, but, but look, it is it is amazing because if we rewind back to 2018, I I bad. really believed, and I think I said it that, man, this guy, he's, he's... No, I tweeted it out. That's not... Nah, this guy ain't never living in this academy, bro. I don't think... Benzema was never a bad player. 
he just was in a really bad run of form. And then you you add like maybe he had fitness problems. I remember there was a big thing about his weight yeah. and showing up overweight. It was almost like a hazard thing. No, no, or no, a no, no. He, thing. he, he played like an anvil. This is the origin of the drip videos. Is I want to show you that I'm in shape. So mm. I'm gonna take my shirt off. I'm gonna show you running. All of that. I, I think that's the origin because Madrid fans are notorious for getting on people's fitness and oh he's fat. So there was a question around that, but I don't think he was ever trash. He was just in a bad run of form for a season and a bit. But other than that, other than that 17, 18 period, since and before, he's he's always been good. I and I'm I'm not saying that the scholarship wasn't deserved. He was he there were some really bad games. And that might was was that against Barcelona or one of like one of the big games where he was just just wretched. But but since Ronaldo left, he's been great. Um again. He found the glasses. He found the 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 collar. The only <laughs> the only thing he didn't have was the chain. I was like, where's the chain? You need the gold chain. Like that's covered up by like where the suit meets. If you want to really replicate the wait, 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 swear, was that the Source Awards? Uh, it Source. I don't know if it was the Source Awards or American Music Awards oh. or VMAs or one of those things. But yeah, you, the the gold chain is kind of necessary if you want to pull the look off. But and the rings. I don't know if he had the rings, but he had a watch. He had the glasses. He had the suit. He had the collar. I I don't know what Pox pants look like. I'll assume they look pretty similar. Mm. So let me give him an eight out of ten on oh, so, um, so, so, on the recreation. Oh, sorry, your American so pants as trousers, isn't it? Sorry, oh yes, I'll yeah, because I was saying his pants. Like, oh, what? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, sorry, American thing here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why do you guys call underwear pants? <laughs> Look, why do you guys call crisps chips? <laughs> you know. The- the, the idea that I say pants and the first thing you think is underwear. That's yeah, no, no. But when you say pants, I say pants. So, oh, sorry, he's American. American, okay. Trousers, trousers. Sorry, yes. I don't know if his trousers were the same as Pox, but mm. I'll assume they were close enough. Sorry, guys. I, I forgot where I was for a second. <laughs> so yeah, shout, shout out Benzema. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him mm. in that way. Shout out to Kareem, man. Second half. What are we going to talk about? So there was football. Um, Manchester City against Liverpool. Mm. <sighs> yes. Okay. Is there something wrong with Pep? You could take that question in many different directions. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, so Pep Guardiola, why is the Brunner on the right wing? Why do you have to change your formation because you're going up against Klopp. Because what that stank of was, oh, Klopp gives me issues. I have to now change it. What any sensible guy does is that you've been on a run of really good form with a goal-scoring freak. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If something wrong happens, then you change it. You don't change it beforehand. Speaking to Hokaku, who obviously supports Bayern and everything. And I was like, okay, what, is, what was the record between Klopp and Pep in Germany? And he said it was 4-4. And keep in mind, he had a Bayern. And this is a Dortmund side who always got their best players stripped from them. And I think there is a very, very clear example of Klopp's tactic causes Pep issues. And I think because of that, Pep is a, is a guy that really overthinks. And if there's something like that that gives him issues, he feels like he needs to sort of now 
overthink it, overthink it, overthink it, you know. If you lose doing something that you guys always were we're doing, fine. But I think the worst, and I think this is why it's so hard for City fans, is that to start with a setup that we're not used to, that's unforgivable. Now, if you start with a setup that we're used to, then you go a goal down, and then you then change, hey, it is what it, what it is. But it's harder to accept when it's like, you started with a setup that these guys are not used to because they've not been playing this way on this their winning run. Even before, and I, I kept saying to people, never assume in football. Mm-hmm. Oh, City, 6-2-5-1-3-1. You know that this is at Anfield. <laughs> now, nah, 5-1-5, so they're going to destroy them. It's going to be a massive Liverpool out of form. Yeah, I get that. But matchups supersede form. Styles make fights. Styles, styles may make fights. It doesn't matter how out of form Liverpool are and so forth. For some reason, it's just a bad matchup for Man City. So no matter how well City play and so forth, it just seems as if they have a hard time beating Liverpool. Matchups will always be a key thing in football. You throw form out the window. You have to throw form out, out, out the window. And I think when you just look at what happened is an amazing defensive dis- display. And there's been a clear blueprint of beating Pep's teams. He has to get as many guys in the opposing half because every guy with the ball has have at least two or three options when they pass the ball. He's never gonna he's never gonna counter you, and he's never gonna force guys to go direct because guys will always force them to, to, to pass the ball. There are times when Fodun have the ball and say, "Bro, play the forward pass." He'll stop and play a, ba- a pass backwards or a pass side sideways because Pep always wants to keep hold of the ball. There's moments where they say, okay, last five minutes, City had like 80-70% possession of, of the ball. You know what Pep is going to do. They're always going to try and, try and protect the ball and try and get into, into those channels. Defend deep, shut off the passing channels, and the ball over the top will always be on. It will always be on. So as long as you shut off the passing channels and don't really give them any positions to really pass the ball, because they're always going to pass the ball. They're never going to play a risky pass or employ guys to dribble the ball over the top. And this goes back to the whole messy issue. So Pep has always been the same. A few tweaks in here, but it's always been the, the, the same. But what Messi was, was Thanos. I'll do it myself. So if this whole passing thing doesn't work... I give him the ball, pass one guy, two guys, three guys, four guys, go. Mm. No one at Bayern c- can do that. No one at City can do that. So it's Bayern and City. It's literally we live and die by this whole pep method. Abasa, yes. But if that doesn't work, we have Messi who can just do it by himself. City was are still winning the league. Look, with, with all due disrespect, Arsenal not sniffing this Premier League title. So, so don't even get me started on that, on that crap. Last thing, insult him. Call him a voyeur. Call him a top four merchant. He's still... Call, <laughs> call him an exclusive failure. He's still the only Premier League manager who never got beat over 38 games. It's a gold... He had the golden trophy, right? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I think... Didn't Arsenal give him the trophy? I think they might have given him... I think it was the, the Premier actual... League. I think it was the FA. It might have been oh. the FA. I'm not sure. Okay. Salah scored a good goal. Great pass by Allison. Did you see Darwin's attempt at the chip? There was one where he he was it was like the worst person to have the ball on a counterattack. Like Salah was free, and he went himself. There 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 was one time where he actually did kind of well, and he almost mm. found Trent. 
to to get two nil. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Where he 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 pulled the ball across. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, overcooked yeah, yeah. the. He he hit it a little bit too hard. But yes, I saw the chip. Like he tripped himself. He's. It's like watching if you watch one of those nature videos, like a giraffe that's like <laughs> just born or a horse or something, and he's like he's trying to learn how to walk before the lions can get to. It. He's. It's very awkward and clumsy and. He's more deserving of Tim's than Lukaku. Lukaku looks like Messi compared to Nunes in some ways, which is damning. He's funny though. I like I like watching him play because he's hilarious, and I don't know what he's gonna do at the World Cup. <laughs> I can't wait! I can't wait for. Oh no, no, but you know, there are people that are saying that he's not South American. I mean, I would need a passport check. Also, do one on on Richarlison as well. No, 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 no. Richarlison goes out of his way to prove he's Brazilian. Like those, <laughs> like he'll, he'll, he'll and do... and those are the ones that are probably if you're trying so hard, those are the ones you need to really recheck the passports. Yeah, for. but like, didn't we have a discussion a few weeks ago about how he he was doing the the keepy up? He's in the middle oh, of the yeah, game. Oh, yeah, and then the people they, were they tackle. Angry, yeah. He's only doing that to prove he's actually Brazilian <laughs> because there there are question marks. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to show you the Joko Bonito right quick. And then it makes people mad. And there's a conversation every three, four months about Richarlison doing something in the middle of the game that it's not professional in England in air quotes. I think he's beat the allegations for now. Darwin, it's interesting though, because what what does Uruguay really look like? No, 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 no. It's not, it's not Uruguay, it's South America. No, but see, that that's what I'm saying. Brazil looks like a certain thing at least in your mind no 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 no, bro argentina <laughs> looks like a certain thing no at least in your watch mind. copa america there is a setting well, way that south america does play Uruguay, yeah but what does uruguay look like are, are not darwin silky technique like that those guys are hard workers they run until it hurts Luis daniel Suarez. have you seen charles darwin play football but he's uruguayan so i'm thinking maybe the south american thing doesn't apply to them Name one Uruguay where you're like, ooh, sexy. What do you mean, like, cannibal, the, the racist cannibal? I'm freaking Forlan, Cavani. Cavani? Cavani? <laughs> Bro, no, no, Daniel, stop it. Daniel, don't tell me that Cavani and Charles Darwin are comparable. Don't. Don't. Like, what, bro, have, what, you, have you seen the, the what kinds I'm of goals is, he has, he has what, scored? What, what, what I'm saying is, is when I picture an Uruguayan player in my head, I don't see step overs tricks flicks i see someone who's a really hard worker and diligent that's no 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 no. but you still see a technically proficient player yes darwin is not a technically proficient player he's a bricklayer (laughs) 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 so so that's my thing it's like he's a he's a bricklayer is he in the academy of course bro (laughs) i'm i'm trying to decide who has a lower item score him or neong Oh no 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 no! It's definitely Nunes. Neon, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no no no! See, 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 I understand because, the because his test because... is because his test score is dropping by every day right now. So I'm going to revisit, and his test score is going to drop. So I think right now he may just maybe be below Neon because Neon is bad. No, Neon is bad. Okay, look, look. I understand why you need Neon to avoid the racial allegations, but he's actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> look, basically, you took the words out of my mouth. So, you know. <laughs> It's balanced. It's, it's, it's half us. So, so guys can exactly. attack. It's balanced. It's balanced. Like half of us, Neong. So, and, and so that, see, that, he has his uses. Neong, you have your, your use, you know. So you're, you're there to balance the, the skills. So I forget. Was, he, was it Nice? There was some team, Ren, it might have been. I was looking at some of the goals. I was like, actually, when you look at the, the comp, he's not that bad. But I'm sure <laughs> if, if, if you look at the whole game and what he does for Senegal, it's, it's a bit bad. 
Is there anywhere else to go in the Premier League? I mean, Arsenal are top of the table, so I guess they deserve Quality goal by Saka, man. Quality goal, man. Now that they have a four-point advantage, I need Arsenal fans to say it with chest. You're title contenders. We're in the title race. Stop shooing it. Stop trying to avoid wait, it. Wait, wait, no, no. And, Arsenal fans, they're, they're happy to, to say that. under the carpet. Not that, well, there, there are some in my circles that are like, nah, 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 nah. It's only October. It's too soon. Man City are still this. Man City are still that. I need to, I, I want every Arsenal fan to say it with chest. We are title contenders. Just repeat after me. We are title contenders. We That's all I want to hear. Yeah. Well. Four point lead. It's October. Can you hold on to it? We'll see. We'll see. I didn't watch the Chelsea game, unfortunately, but apparently, Munt, Kepa, yeah, oh, bro. I mean, look, I have apparently to Kepa's him. balling, so maybe I, I great saves. It, no, 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 he he balled. I mean, like the, the guy missed. My my Kepa thing might be your Benzema. That at the time I was right, but I might not be right anymore because I saw some of the saves and they were really, really yeah, good. Yeah, no, so, very good. It was very good. Um, I still need to see more. And I feel the same way about Mount as well. Like he's playing well, but I need to see more. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And and Graham Potter, talk to me about Potterball. Potterball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Potterball. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, shout to Graham. You know, I'm going to say that it was his experience with the Ghana women's team that's helping him. So he has that African <laughs> in him. Look, greater test lie ahead, and this is still new manager bounce. But so far, so good. You know. Scoring goals, team is playing well. Defense looks good. Midfield looks good. Attack is is looking good. The ball is always going forward. It's very positive. Guys are playing with a lot more confidence, and it's just that these are the same players that thing you have. Now, when do we talk? When when do we talk about Zach from Juventus? Oh, Dennis. Yes. What about him? He hasn't played, has he? He's not played. He's not played a single minute. So basically, apparently he's going to have like um, talks with um, Graham P and Todd B. Is he injured? No. Or is he just not playing? He's not. No. That's the whole thing is that he's fully fit and, he's not, and he doesn't even make, make, make the squad. But here's the thing though. How do I, this is all on, on Bolly. How do you blame your boy Graham for the whole thing? He was bought under a certain manager mm. who obviously wanted him f- for what he wants, how he wants his team to play. Said manager gets sacked. A new manager comes in with his own specific way of playing, which he's entitled to have. And in his own specific plan, your boy Zach just ate part of that plan, either in the first team or on the bench. So this goes to the point of you support a manager to bring in players and he then sack him. I've never... I've never heard of anything like that before. That's why I I just feel sorry for Zach because it's like you got screwed over because a certain manager wanted you, brought you in, and a new manager has now come and just doesn't see you as useful. Like, let's say an Aubameyang or any of these other guys, you can't even see. I look at these guys; I could have helped. They're winning, and they're playing well. So now what? <laughs> also, he's on loan. He's not a bought player. So if you look at Chukwuemeka. For for instance, Chelsea spent 20, 30 million on him. Him not playing is almost more weird. And I think he's only played once or twice this season. For a lone player, you have to now beat players who have better political standing in the club. It's why Saul really didn't work. Because there was really no incentive to play him. 
why would I risk upsetting somebody who signed a five-year contract that I'm going to have to work with for a player who we can just send back in January or in the summer? It doesn't make sense. So if Graham Potter is looking for somebody to play in midfield, it's probably going to end up being Chukwu Mecca, who's probably ahead of Zakaria, I think is, is the name. So going on loan to Chelsea as, I don't know, an auxiliary player is not the smartest move. Because there's always going to be players ahead of you who have a big transfer tag that are going to need to play. Then Chelsea really only played two, three midfielders max. Even if it, if it was Tuchel, he's playing two midfielders. Your fifth, sixth in the order? Why would you go there? It doesn't make sense. But maybe he thought, I'm not going to play at Juventus, so maybe I'll go here. But then, as you say, they sacked Tuchel and Potter's like, maybe I don't need you. But one injury and he'll probably be in the squad so it's just a matter of luck and taking advantage of the chances that you get and then there's a world cup to come so worst case i think he's swiss no i think oh you're swiss yes swiss swiss Swiss. yeah so play for switzerland get a look in the shop window and in january maybe somebody will come for you or they'll turn excuse me they'll, they'll terminate the loan or something like that so yeah it's bad but it's the risk that you take when you go on loan to a big club. There's no guarantee that you'll play unless it's guaranteed that you'll play. <laughs> mm. So there you go. Biggest match in the world happened. So let's discuss that quickly. El Clasico. Clasico. <laughs> Bats are bad, man. They're bad. They're so bad. They're finished. They're a finished club because they're going to the Europa League. Maybe they could win La Liga. Maybe, but... I'd still put it in, in Madrid's lap that, that they'll win. You're going to be in Europa League. You're not going to win the league, maybe. But there's a slight chance, but I'm going to go, go on a limb and say Madrid win the league. So you're stuck with Xavi, and you're still going to be in financial crisis because you're not going to get the Champions League money that you thought you would. Like They basically leveraged the season to say, we need to win the league in order to make as much money as we can from that. And then we need to go deep into the Champions League to collect all the money that's there and that will hopefully balance the books and all of the money that we spent on Lewandowski, Rafinha, uh, Alonso. Who, who else did they sign? They signed Christensen, Kessia. Mm, they yes. signed so many players. It's like, this is the question I wanted to ask you. Of what purpose is winning the summer if it doesn't work? So Barcelona fans were so happy. Oh, Chelsea, we got Kunde, we got... Uh, Christensen, we took Alonso. I'm like, thank you. Um, <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> we got Rafinha, we got Dembele, all the players you wanted. Okay, cool. You won the summer. Great. You had a great window. You signed Lewandowski, arguably the best striker in the world, right? If it doesn't work and you end up in Europa League, of what use was winning the summer? No use. It's no use. The, the whole point of winning the summer It's so was... you can win something in the season. Yeah, no, no. It was win something. And at the very least, you make some noise. Not to win the Champions League, but at least make some some, some noise. It oh, is beyond a disaster. That's, that's the noise. It, it is beyond a disaster for after the summer you had to end up in the Europa League. I can't I remember the last time that there was this much gap of quality between Real Madrid and Barcelona. Like Real Madrid, these guys look, this is like, this is a team. This is a well-oiled machine. This is like, this is a freaking team, you know. 
And what was even scarier was without Benzema, they were still functioning very well and winning games, you know. So put the Ballon d'Or winner in there. I mean, this this is a super team. I look at Barcelona. These guys can't don't know how to create. Do not know how to create. There is there is no there's no belief that when they attack, they they cannot fashion up a, a chance. Then Lewandowski misses an open goal, which which doesn't help. So it would have been offside. It would have been offside. It would have been offside. Yeah, but I he think. still missed. He he didn't know, but he still missed, so it still counts. So it's here's the thing though, it's only three points. People are like, oh my gosh, they've, they've lost league and everything. It's only three points and Real are not going to win it's every six, game. It's six though, HH, because that's, that's your direct title rival. They gained three, you lost three. So that's six points. That's a big deal. No, it's not. It's still way too early in the season. And mathematically, it's three points. A league is about stats padding. <laughs> you know, like Barca can, in effect, lose twice to Real Madrid and still win the league. If Real Madrid somehow drop points here, drop points here, drop points here, because they are because they are focused on the, on the champions and they drop points here, and Barca are fully focused. Boom! It's about how well you do over thirty eight games, not how well you do against your direct rival. Sometimes that can mean something if it's if it's if it's close, but sometimes it may, it may not because if Real for some reason just drop the ball in other games and Barca starts part in those other games, so. But there are a lot of decent teams in La Liga this season. So you could look at Bilbao, you could look at Sociedad, Betis are having a good season. Um, who am I missing? Atletico. Atletico, of course. They're playing decent. They're always just annoying in that way, I guess. Um, the chances that Barcelona struggle against those teams, to me, are higher than Madrid st- struggling against those teams. So even if Madrid drop points, Barca will follow suit. So, so having a three-point advantage, I think, is is a big deal. Obviously, it could be eliminated by the time mm. this is released, and Madrid lose their next game, Barca win, and it's back even. But and I, but the the tiebreaker in La Liga isn't goal difference; it's head to head. Look, the performance was more worrying than the result. Yeah, even if the result wasn't good, and what the performance means, and what the result means for Barca in general, it's just bad considering the week that they had against Inter, which. I mean, it could have been way worse. Like, they could have been officially eliminated and the tweets would have been going. At least for now, we kind of have to pull back. Like, you're, a, you're, you're effectively eliminated, but it's not official, official yet. Just give it... What is it? Is it tomorrow? Today? Or... No, no, no. Next, next week. week. Just well, give Victoria. it se- seven days. Seven days. Seven if, days. If Insa don't beat Victoria's secret models, <laughs> then someone got paid. That's not the point. The point is, what what are Bayern going to do to them? It, oh, it, yeah. it might get nasty. I, I, I'm not even worrying about what Inter's doing. If Bayern win, it's over. Oh, yeah. I don't ask for much, okay? And this, this, you know, people actually think I'm a Madrid fan. I'm not a Madrid fan. I like Benzema, Vinicius. I like Modric, Rudiger, obviously my guy. The goal that he scored. The guy's a lunatic. <laughs> Why would you... Kroos, I mean, Kroos set him up. He put that like um um uh in the Champions League. Obviously, I can't believe he went for that and he got blown up. But you know, he scored. They have at least four or five players that I rock with. Mm. But the main reason people might think I'm a I'm a, I'm a Madrid fan is because like I, I don't like Barcelona, and I feel like not liking Barcelona is like sixty to seventy percent of the requirement of being a Madrid fan. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the other thirty percent is maybe just like complaining that the team doesn't play well, but. They win everything. 
which is a weird dynamic from Madrid fans. I, I don't quite understand that one, but maybe that's being Chelsea fans for too long. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I, I want it official so I can talk my shit. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. all I want. I just, I just, just be in the Europa League. Mourinho's already talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he, no, you know what? He's, he's right, though. It's not fair. It's not fair. How do you how do you get rewarded for being a loser for it's failing? It's not fair. No, 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 because you're you're literally rewarding failure. Okay. So teams that finish third in the group at the World Cup or Afcon or Euros, where do they go? No, they go out. Ooh, so I finish not, third in the Champions League group and I get rewarded Euros. by going to another competition. No, and and here's the thing though, the Europa League are for teams of a certain level and standard. The Champions League is for a certain level and standard. Mm. But do you know why they, they did it? Marketing. Because because now, bro, if you have Barcelona, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla in the Europa League, more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it makes sense because sometimes there are, most often there are three really good teams. So you get a group with Bayern, Inter, and Barcelona. One of mm. those teams can't make it to the next round. Mm-hmm. that the chances that one of those teams are the third place team is pretty high. So what do we do with this brand? If it's Barcelona or if it's Inter, it would never be Bayern. No, what do go we do? Home. Go home, bro. That's not going to make us money. So we need a we need a place for them. So then we're going to make a round of 32 instead of 16 in the Europa League to fit them in. And I, Mourinho has a point. It's like we we did what we were supposed to do. We advanced, whatever the case may be. And now we might have to play one of the big teams that failed. That's not fair. Yeah. But anyway, there is one last thing that's worth mm. mentioning before we press the big red button. Union Berlin. What do you know about these guys, if anything? And why are they four points or three points ahead of Bayern Munich at the top of the table after after Don't, 10 games? Please, please, first of all, I know very little. Actually, I think a Nigerian plays for them, if I'm not mistaken. But beyond that, don't tell me you're making a play that these guys are not going to win the Bundesliga. Cause I just don't. I saw highlights and I saw that they beat Dortmund two 0 So I'm like, what's going on here, really? What's up? And how come Bayern are ten points clear at this point already? Bro, I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> I I don't know what it's no maybe it's not Union Berlin that this Nigerian plays for. I don't know what to tell you, but I will. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not putting money that's over a 32 game season. Union Berlin will outlast Bayern Munich. I ain't doing it. But if they do, wow. I'm saying I looked at the table and then I saw some highlights and it's just strange. I expect normal broadcasting to resume after the World Cup and but, Bayern but, will win all that. But games, you, look, but... you never know, man, because here's the thing. So they went from, who was it? Pizarro to Lucatoni. Lucatoni, Mara Gomez. Mara Gomez, Mandzukic. Mandzukic, Lewandowski. This is the first time that Bayern are going into a season without that recognized striker, that recognized norm, norm, number nine. Mane isn't Lewandowski's replacement. He's a, he's a different player. So you forgot uh, Chupomoting. So as so as I, so yeah so as I, as as I was saying yeah like you know you look at all those strikers and everything you know um they never really re- replaced your boy so you know yeah. oh what's what's it called speaking of Chupomoting because because we were doing um um. The, the members hangouts and we're doing like worst misses ever 
Uh-oh. So basically, Ricardo, he he lives, he's from Toronto, so he lives in, in Canada. Gotcha. <laughs> and I think I have it saved on my YouTube. I'll maybe send it to you. And maybe, so, so for guys who are listening, it's from the Canadian League. So maybe if you just type in Canadian League miss football, bro, this might be the worst miss I've ever seen in my life. So what what was your worst miss of all time then? Obviously the the one oh, against um, Korea. It, 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 no, see, see, when he showed me that, I was like, okay, this might be the worst. But I started off by saying um, Sterling against Lyon. But then RDS, who is an Nigerian, was like, if if you want to go personal, what he who shall not be named did against South Korea in 2010? <laughs> because because I saw it again and I'm like, it's worse. Every time you see it, it gets it, it, it gets worse. Because the keeper was the keeper wasn't even in goal. <laughs> the keeper wasn't even because the keeper had gone, so it was an open goal, and it was at, at a World Cup. So look, it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Like it's bad. I would want to defend him, but yeah, I can't. It's bad. And no, how because, would you even... see, the the one was it's bad, but he just for some reason controlled the ball on the line. <laughs> that was it. So I was like, okay, why are you trying to control the ball on the line? Just pass it in. So you know. the miss that infuriated me the most. It's not the worst miss, but Fernando Torres against Manchester United. That was the where, first one that, that I said. That was the first he one. When rounded the keeper, keeper, it was Van der Sar. Yeah. But it was his left foot. But even still, empty goal, and he shoots it wide. And but, I remember just being so mad. It's like, no, no. Um, see, just, my thing is that just as as bad as that is, it's like angry. Mm, I said that to begin with. But after the, the thing with this, the, that one is like, okay, it's bad. Open goal, bad. As you said, it's an it's an open goal. It's right there. But he's in there motion. There are worse ones. Though. Yeah, because he's in motion happening. Sterling, Sterling is it's harder to miss. Than to score, so it actually takes a skill that from two yards out can he get the ball over the bar from two yards out? <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> so, that, so that actually takes skill to like. So, how can I actually lift the ball over the bar from two yards out from a ball that that's coming in at pace? Yeah, like that's if hard. A, if, if a defender did that, you'd be like, oh my! Like, yeah, no, no, that's fantastic. That's a like, great. That's that? a great clarity. That's a, that's, that's <laughs> a skillful clarity exactly. <laughs> because it's hard to do. That's hard. So, Stanley, that was just. I mean, I don't know how he missed that. <laughs> Anyway, maybe you guys could tell us in the Discord or wherever what your what your mm. all-time misses are. Send us videos, clips, whatever. This has been Talking Tactics. Thank you guys for listening. Um, remember to follow us on all the social medias. Check us out on Patreon. Give us a five-star review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Half Hope can be found where? Halfhopefootballhot.com or, or, or just around, man. I'm at Daniel to look. Don't go looking for Half Hope. But yeah, Talking Tactics podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.